microphone check one two what is this it's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business and we're back with another episode of QLC TV. My name is Rohan and I'm the host of this lovely show where I aim to give you authentic insight into the world of music, which will be a primary focus as it's my absolute utmost passion in the world. I just love music. I'll also be talking about politics as the other key focus, as well as some culture, sports sprinkled in, as well as topics about growing into adulthood and personal development. As all of this is delivered from the perspective of a 25-year-old Indian man living in Canada, trying to make sense of not only myself, but of the world. So all in all, I thank you so much for listening and taking part in this creative journey that I'm embarking on with QLC TV. And I just hope that this platform will not only give myself, but give those listening something nice to look forward to when they wake up in the morning because if i achieved that then i've succeeded and before i actually move into this really exciting episode that i have with a very special guest i want to start this off by giving a completely unplanned promotion for this great free podcast recording checklist that my guest for today has created you can check this out at deepakbrands.com so d-e-e-p-a-k-b-r-a-n-d-s.com and it's the first link on that and I mentioned that that this is completely unplanned because turns out in my first ever zoom guest recording for this podcast I messed up and had the zoom record the audio through my laptop instead of my freaking mic that was in front of my face for almost two hours so I thought it would make sense to give another shout out to this great checklist that I clearly should have read and listened to and made sure that I actually tested the audio proper before this recording. So moral of the story, I should have used the goddamn checklist. Anyways, back to the show. It's a great one. I really hope you enjoy it. We're back with another episode of QLC TV. You know, we've already been together for in this podcastual relationship for a decade as in 10 episodes and now we're at episode 11 and it's a really special one i'm your host rohan patra and i'm here with a very special guest deepak sharma and deepak is like me from ottawa ontario in canada uh he's also a couple years removed from university uh so he's a very similar point in his life throughout this time as a friend of his i've been able to Observe this man just grow in so many different aspects of his life, steering his professional career in the direction that he desires. Uh, so he started his own podcast, it's, a, it's Not That Deep, a show connecting with leaders around the world to discuss how to level up their health, wealth, and mindset. It's a really great show. I guarantee that you will learn something watching that. He has since been gathering this knowledge that he has on podcasting and into an online podcasting course, Podcast Foundations, which I'm really excited for. He actually has a free checklist out right now that can walk you through all the key little things that you need to do before every recording. So I, that's free knowledge. Why not? Check it out. And then finally, he's started his own full-service digital marketing agency, Deep Digital Marketing, Deep Digital Media, sorry. And he helps clients create, produce, promote, manage, videos, courses, podcasts, and more. It's a really end-to-end suite of services. So there's a lot of exciting things to talk about, a lot of exciting things that Deepak's doing. 
you know, seeing this man's growth was a key inspiration for why I wanted to start this podcast, QLC TV. I've mentioned that in the first episode. Uh, so it's absolutely my pleasure to welcome him to the show. And I'm hoping this conversation will give the listener, you know, insight into a real world perspective on, you know, how can you adopt better positive behaviors? And also we can discuss the life of starting your own business uh, and how to make real changes in your life, especially when real world circumstances can make that particularly difficult. So without further ado, how are you doing, man? Fantastic, man. The first of all, that was the craziest intro I've ever gotten in my life. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, I'm just sitting here like, oh my God, like this is this is this is wild, man, because I, I'm not refuting the things that you're saying. It's just weird hearing a friend of yours say it about you in that way. And it's just like I never just sit down and just think like, yeah, man, these are all the things that I'm doing. But I really appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot. And I'm so happy to be on here with you um from from talking about it as just an idea to now i'm on the show it's it's mind-blowing yeah no i definitely like i mean i can't relate to that feeling just as yet but i can imagine it's just weird to hear someone that you've known when you were doing quote unquote nothing uh until now like seeing all that change is pretty it's pretty tremendous uh you know so looking at the bio of yours you know the the podcast the podcast course the marketing agency, you're clearly a creator. So my first question is, I wanted to know, like, did you always know that you were born to or are great at being a creator? Or did that come to you over time? Uh, I absolutely did not know I was born with any kind of like, you know, the way you say creator. Um, it's, it's so weird for me to even think of myself that way. I just feel like a dude who happens to have some tech that can record me talking shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hope it's okay to swear on here oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um pretty much man growing up i always identified as being an athlete i always identified as you know i'm somebody who um you know is gonna go far with with football or or, or something like that but uh, i always um i excelled in school uh, i did really well in school and i always thought that you know what it might be um, it, it might be smart to you know, branch off and, and have some other interests as well, um, in addition to just um, athletics. But uh, that served me pretty well because it did uh, it did help. <laughs> That's the cat you were talking about. Right? Yeah, Simba, he's great, but he's very vocal and he's falsely vocal. So. All good, man. Uh, but anyways, long story short, I used to identify more as being an athlete and then um, you know, when, after finishing university and stuff, I did think that, you know, um, I need some kind of quote unquote creative outlet. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it was podcasting. But even to this day, I don't consider myself like uh, much of a creator or a creative, even though, you know, maybe by, by those definitions, I, I am. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I, I find that interesting, because unlike you, like I actually thought I knew I actually thought when I was growing up that I knew I was just not even maybe destined but I just felt more comfortable it felt like it was natural for me to be a consumer I I'm a mega music fan like I'm I'm so into that more than you could ever imagine and uh that's always came to me that okay you know I'm not really going to be an artist anytime soon I'm not really trying to be someone who creates anything i just love indulging and listening to other people's stories but then 
I started to realize that, you know, sticking to consuming was clearly not authentic, authentic to who I really wanted to be deep down. Like I, I can imagine, uh, you know, all those little dreams that you have, like I, all these little fantasies I have is always me doing something, being on stage as an actual artist or like pulling the strings in the back end, being some artist manager or something like something cool, something creative, something that wouldn't be in line with what I supposedly thought, you know, that I was destined to be. I find that interesting that, that you just kind of took advantage of some opportunity that you had. You had the, you're obviously blessed with the opportunity to be able to, to start the podcast and it just sort of was a match made in heaven for you. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting what you brought up there with like, um, thinking that you you like picturing like projecting what you think you should be doing mm-hmm. and, and then and then finding a way to kind of make that happen because i wish like i was calculated like that i wish i i wish i thought more steps ahead like well i'm doing this thing now but i want to be here and and to get there I, I need to do this and that i'm not at all i just fall into things all the time and as as you as you could tell like I've kind of leaned in on this a little bit more than some of my other things. But to this day, I still don't uh, define myself as even like a podcaster or like, you know, whatever those those labels that, you know, you kind of have to put out there uh, these days so that, yeah. you know, strangers, when they come across you, they know what you're about. But mm-hmm. even if, if if you were to really ask me deep down, like on, on a serious level, like, yo like what are you i'm I'm just a human being man and i'm just Mm -hmm. doing different things and i'm gonna i'm gonna continue to do different things and like let's say i write a book one day i'm not saying i'm gonna write a book but let's say i write one one day now i'm gonna say i'm an author like you know after you know maybe if i if i go and do some kind of speech to like a crowd of a thousand people i'm now a speaker you know it's like you know if i appear in some tv show am i now an actor like these are just they're just labels and titles and yeah, I don't absolutely. I don't I don't I don't put too much stock into them. Just do what feels good. Do what like I feel like I felt like I uh, I'm excited waking up in the morning when I do this thing. So let me just keep doing this thing until I no longer am excited about doing that thing. And, and I've gotten that from from learning from a lot of people who 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 have gone down a road of overly identifying with something mm-hmm. and then um you know, that thing, either no longer being a part of their life or them just falling out of love or no longer having a passion for it. So I just kind of just try to flow with things, man. It's like uh, right now I'm loving this podcast thing. It's a really fun way to connect with people. You get to catch up with, um, you know, friends and and you get to learn from leaders and different kind of people. Um, it's just so easy to connect and grow that way. So I'm like, why not, why not take advantage of this and document my journey at the same time? Yeah, that that's, that's really profound the way you said that. I find the moment you kind of put yourself in a box as an identity, in an identity, in a label, whatever you want to call it, you're just, you're just asking for disappointment. Like it doesn't really, you don't benefit by telling yourself that I am this. I mean, maybe there's an aspect of it that's, makes you feel more confident that this is what I am. I'm born to do this, but I find that's, that's not really a long-term sustainable way to kind of drive your, drive your, your mood drive your motivation or anything like that. Go looking again at what you were, the kind of things that you've been doing. So podcasting, but also this, this uh, marketing agency, like, did you, 
did you feel, did you always have a passion for video editing or marketing in general, or was it simply just a case that, you know, I just wanted to learn new skills. This one happened to be something I'm good at and potentially could be profitable. Or was well, it actually something that you really felt like I love doing this? Well, it's funny, like you, you frame it that way because, um, when I started my podcast, I actually realized how much I don't like doing those things. I don't like video editing. I don't love social media. I don't actually thoroughly enjoy uh, learning about every piece of audio equipment. And I don't care about any of that stuff. And I'll be completely upfront about that. And I realized that a lot of other people probably feel the same way. And they just want to show up hit record and like just have everything all set up mm -hmm. you know in an ideal world they just show up be themselves and like have a conversation and then leave and everything's done for them i think that's not everybody there are a lot of people who are passionate about editing right. there are a lot of people who are passionate about you know people who are audiophiles and people who are audio engineers and mm -hmm. and, and and you know social media experts and all this stuff i am none of those things but i know a lot of those people and so um, when it came to me trying to figure out how can I outsource some of the things that I don't enjoy doing with my podcast, I thought, okay, if I'm having this problem, a lot more people are having this problem. Maybe there's a business here. That's really well said. Cause I, I am with you. I hate that. Just, just, I like the end products of video. I love, obviously I love music, but I am not, I'm not trying to tinker with audio files and try to do levels and mixing. It's just, it, it's tedious to me. I like to, like you said, I just want to, I want to speak. I want to create, I want to, I want to learn from other people and things like that. Yeah, and exactly, man. Like I think a, a large majority of people who are now realizing the power of creating content, the power of podcasts, YouTube videos, Instagram, TikTok, all these things, a lot of them don't want to, you know, and this is a big barrier for a lot of people is like they think that they have to know every aspect of something mm -hmm. before they get started. Well, you know, not necessarily like I taught myself I and, and mind you, I still taught myself all those things. I still taught myself how to edit videos. I still taught myself every piece of equipment that I needed. I still taught myself, you know, microphone etiquette, how to be a better interviewer, what the hell an RSS feed is, mm -hmm. like all these different things that like, I don't actually care about. Like it, those things don't really don't, those things don't move the needle for me in terms of like happiness or passion. Yeah. Those things are just like, it's like, it, it comes with the game. It's like, um, we could talk football. Yeah. yeah, it's like if we talk football, it's like an athlete going to practice and putting reps in and sprinting and like mm -hmm. doing drills and shit. Like they don't, no one's going to tell you like, I love drills. Like drills are the most fun thing in the world. Love sweating my ass off and just like, you know, putting in the work. Like some people will say that, but most people, they don't actually genuinely enjoy that, but they enjoy going out on Sunday and being able to play the sport that they love mm -hmm. and the glory and everything that comes with it. Um, that's what I, I, you can relate that with content creation, man. If it were up to uh, most people, they just show up and have a, a whole team take care of everything. And, and you know, I, I, I'm not there yet, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm like trying to take steps to get to that so that i can just focus on this what we're doing right now this this is fun for me yeah, i could do exactly, this all day exactly this right exactly. here like dude this is this is great but like 
setting up all the equipment, sending files, backing up files, chopping things. Love like ah, it's all like uh, other people enjoy that, not me. Yeah, no, that, that that makes a lot of sense. And keeping that football analogy, I can just think of it like, and it lead to another question actually. But you know, like everybody, a lot of people they want to see if you're a player too. You want to just make the big play. You want to if you're a quarterback, you just want to throw it 80 yards down the field. You want to get a touchdown on every play, but that's not realistic. If you keep trying to just go deep, they'll know they'll adjust and you're toast. You have to take the five yards. You have to run for three yards. It's, it's just part of the game. Like you said. Uh, and, and that leads me to another question, which is like, so you mentioned you do know, and you have learned some of those skills that don't really energize you. Do you find there's like a certain level of proficiency that's kind of like gets you kind of working level. And then that gets you a lot farther. You don't really need mastery. Cause I've, I've heard that concept of mastery is sometimes overrated but there's like a certain level of of like just general knowledge and basic understanding that can get you like really far obviously you can't be an expert on that thing but but yeah i mean i definitely think like to like kind of short answer to answer your question Mm -hmm. i think you do have to know the fundamentals i think there is you know if we go back to the football analogy again, you're not just going to throw somebody on the field who's never run a, an out pattern yeah. or doesn't 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 know the terminology or the lingo or the vernacular or any a, anything to do with football. You know, if they're treating it like rugby, you know, these are two different sports. You know, they might have some similarities, but uh, I, I still think it's very important to at least have a base level understanding of anything that if you're serious about it, like, why wouldn't you? Right. Why wouldn't you have at least a basic understanding? But I'm able to like, like, like have two opposing thoughts in my head. And I also believe that if that's an absolute waste of time for you and you don't even want to know anything and you really do like just want to show up and have a whole production team and staff, yo, it depends how deep your pockets are. Mm-hmm. If, if that's sure. something, if you, if you got money and you want to, to skip out on all this all the learning of the things that you can outsource why even do it like if if that's not what you want to do why even waste your time doing it so that's kind of like this might lead into like another question at some point but it's like you know my belief in in the time and and money that relationship is Mm -hmm. a very interesting dynamic in our society because we we all willingly sell our time for a set amount of of money every day Mm -hmm. uh to to a certain extent but the people who've really figured out how to become wealthy and how to uh take it beyond selling your time for money have have realized how to hack hack their day and hack time to get use their resources to cut down on the amount of time that it takes to get things done so in a roundabout way you know just ask yourself do i want to learn how to video edit no do i have the means to pay someone to edit for me no therefore i must learn how to video yeah, edit. Yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying it's pretty like, simple but it's pretty, pretty real pretty yeah real. that makes sense so looking going to the time concept because more than just kind of trying to understand you know what's the best use of my time how can we outsource things how can we be more efficient i'm just thinking of the, the my day i'm thinking of the things I do. And I can't, I can only imagine the kind of calendar that you have. So 
my question is like that seems based on all the things you're into it seems like there's a lot going on in your day so like what one what is your typical day as a entrepreneur even though you're not full-time entrepreneur you're still uh, working your nine to five at the moment but what, what's that typical day life and then my next question is like where how do you have time for personal life like where where is your friends would you be interested in any kind of like relationship down the road like romantic relationship like i, I mean those questions because i i often think like i could do certain more things but then i'm sacrificing things i really care about uh, because I'm a very social person. So that those, those questions always come to mind. Man, this is an incredible question. And, you know, it's actually making me sit back and think, um, you mentioned one thing and, you know, if I were to give you a one word answer to your question, it's just sacrifices. And, you know, I do have to sacrifice, um, certain short term, um, you know, things that I, I would love to, you know, go travel, have, have more relationships, have more social time, mm -hmm. watch more Netflix and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I think, uh, I I've been in a place in my life before where I was able to do all those other things and I wasn't happy. I didn't like where I was at. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, through a lot of, through a journey of a lot of self-discovery and a lot of conversations I've had with myself and looking within, I figured out that, you know, there's nobody in the world that I can blame for that than me. It, mm -hmm. So what am I going to do to change that? I'm not just going to cry. Whoa, is me. There's not enough hours in the day. We all get the same 24 hours in a day. So it's like, now, how am I going to leverage my 24 hours to get closer to where I want to be? Mm -hmm. And so even framing questions like that to yourself is something we don't do enough of. Like we don't, mm -hmm. a lot of us don't sit down and like, check in with ourselves and legit have a conversation like with ourselves with no music playing no tvs no screens and just sit down with like even just a pen and paper and just like like word vomit onto a page like what's going on how am i feeling where do i want to be how am i going to get there what needs to change all these kinds of things and the reason why that's so difficult to do is because sometimes you don't like the answers yeah it's like it's not comforting you know, I think we chase a lot of comfort and that's, that's something that, you know, you've probably, you've seen my, my thoughts on this. It's like, um, you know, I, I don't think that's a priority for me right now, but to kind of come back to your question originally, what you're really asking is like, you know, what does my typical day look like? And this is going to sound kind of trite, but like, there is no typical day. Like mm -hmm. every day is just, a million things that I'm juggling and spinning a bunch of plates and trying to get as many things done as I can. But, um, you know, I think that's not something that I want to come on here and whoever's listening to this, it's not like I'm saying that's the way to do it mm -hmm. because it's actually not. And I'm learning that kind of the hard way now from even like in the past you know, month and few weeks and whatever, experiencing some, some burnout and some, mm -hmm. you know, not, not being able to operate at peak levels where I'd want to be because yeah. I'm doing too much. And so, uh, I've had to take a step back from some things and streamline some things and outsource some more things. And, and, uh, you know, to go back to what you're asking, you know, usually what my day, my ideal day would look like. And, 
just high level. You know, I'd wake up around six or seven a.m. Uh, I like to, you know, spend a little bit of time with myself and just meditate. Um, you know, do some affirmations, take my shower, have my coffee, and then I've I have this sheet that I print out the night before. At where I'm kind of planning my next day. And on that sheet, I have like three major tasks that I need to get done in the next day. And I review that sheet and I look at all the things like, you know, I read the three major things and I write a bunch of tasks that it'd be cool if I got these done today too. Yeah. And that's kind of how I fit that into, you know, while working a nine to five job, you know, I might have a break here and then I might fit a call in. And then, you know, on my lunch break, I might, you know, you know, quickly go get a haircut. And, you know, I've got a very, very understanding manager who understands that, you know, I'm balancing a few things and mm -hmm. she understands that, you know, like I'll, I get all my work done, but maybe not in an eight hour window. Maybe I go to the gym at four o'clock and, you know, I get my, uh, my deliverable done in by six. Like, so it's really just a lot of give and take on a lot of different priorities. And, and I, you know, back to my morning, I really try to get the hardest thing that I need to get done out of the way mm -hmm. around, you know, before 10 o'clock, I try to do that. You know, I eat breakfast around 11, uh, 11, 12 ish. Um, I actually take a break around 12. I just chill. That's when I just like go outside, maybe mm -hmm. shoot a basketball, maybe go for a little walk. Uh, I, I take that little break and then, um, usually have a caffeine crash after that and I need more caffeine or I need uh, to just immerse myself into some deep work. And then by three or four o'clock, my brain's fried. I just, uh, <laughs> I need to, I need to go and move around. I'm a very active person. I need to get movement in. So that's when I usually go to the gym. Uh, then I try to go four to six times a week, but it's not, I wouldn't say every day. And then yeah. uh, that doesn't count. Like, you know, I try to do yoga here and there and like mm -hmm. um, flag football on Sundays, as you know, I try to do mm -hmm. that sometimes. And so uh, I try to remain pretty active, but man, like, you know, I know I'm like dragging out this answer. You probably didn't mean me to go this deep into <laughs> no, it. No, but no, no, it's good. It's good stuff. It, it's just, uh, I think a lot of it is really just listening to yourself and your gut and like, yo, I need a break or I need to go harder and just, just doing those things and just listening to that. And, uh, but it's tough. It's not easy. Like sometimes I'll be working late into the night. Uh, sometimes I wake up even earlier. And so it's, it's really just flowing a lot, but it won't always be that way is what I keep telling myself. I don't know if yeah. it's true or not, but uh, you know, eventually I will be able to step back from, from some different things and, and uh, enjoy a more uh, balanced lifestyle, yeah. that balanced thing everyone talks about. Yeah. Work-life balance. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, but I find it more, people use it more too literally. They think work-life balance is about how can, like, does this job allow me to work 40 or 37 and a half hours a week, which is like, that might not be, that might be perfect for someone. 50 hours might be perfect for someone. 60 hours might be perfect for someone like, or some people work less, but they're super efficient in their time, which is basically the equivalent. Like I find people think about that. That's what I'd like to get to. Yeah. That's what I'd like to get to that mm -hmm. level where it's, you know, right now there's a lot of things that I'm doing that is busy work. It's actually not like 
I'm not adding any additional value by answering this email, by building yeah. this proposal, by dealing with this client, by, you know, you know, being in the business uh, mm-hmm. so much. Whereas when you get to the higher level and you see that there's levels to this shit, um, the real, the people who like generate the most value work like three, maybe four hours in a day. And so it's, it's kind of incredible to see that, that like they're working towards getting the high level tasks and they're really, you don't see many CEOs answering their own emails and, yeah. and, and like, you know, or even owners of companies, like, you know, taking it one step further from that is like, they've optimized their time, their schedule so much that they're just doing the things that they need to be doing. Uh, and they can't outsource. Like, I can't mm-hmm. outsource me for this combo. You yeah. know what I mean? But I could fucking outsource my cooking. Yeah. Like, and, and I did that now. And so I'm yeah, not cooking my own food that. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that's something that like opened up many hours in my day because I found myself doing groceries and then, you know, bringing the groceries home, chopping up all these vegetables, doing all this cooking, you know, cleaning up a bunch of dishes. And I'm just like, this isn't adding up like this. Like, I'm this is a pretty low. Like if I do, if you take your day and you divide it by like what your hourly rate should be. I'm mm-hmm. losing money on eating, like on not doing this, like service yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. So, yeah. yeah. No, like you, you, you touch on a couple things, but like I, I'm just quickly to the idea of working less and like doing the the busy work. Like I, I saw some study. It's like you, it takes the average person 20 minutes to refocus on whatever they're doing if they got like a notification. So you can just imagine, like maybe there's a reason why these people are so successful. They've realized like, I just, I can't do anything. I'm not going to answer my, my secretary, whoever else, my assistant's going to do the emails. And I just work on this one thing that's very high value and the results will be there. So that, that's Dude, one what, what, taking that one step further, something that I've started doing that's dramatically changed how much things I get done is I leave my phone in a different room. Mm-hmm. I, I keep my notifications off. I, you know, I don't get notifications on my phone other than like phone calls or texts. And I leave it in a different room, man, because every t- time you look at this, you know, addictive dopamine tool, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, I didn't know about the 20 minutes, but it makes so much sense, man. Yeah. You look at something. Next thing you know, you're down a rabbit hole and like you're doing this and that. And like, what did you really get done in that hour? And, mm-hmm. and you know, something that's really, really awakening is your screen time. When you look at, oh, oh I spent God. three hours on Instagram, three yeah. hours doing what? I didn't do anything like it's yeah. it's not it's not what, you know, we should be spending, you know, the one life that we have doing. We, I think we all need to do an audit on our day, sit and look at in 20 minute chunks. What did I do from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed? It's painful. It's really hard to do mm-hmm. because you realize how much time you waste switching between tasks. And if I could say one thing that's helped me tremendously, it's, it's not doing that. It's putting everything away and laser focus on something for like an hour or two hours, take a little break, get back to it. You, you're going to get so much more done and forget yeah. about this 40 hours. Like that, mm-hmm. that means nothing. That's just something that was, you know, 
put on on people to be good little employees oh yeah and work a, oh, yeah. work an eight work an eight hour day and be expected to actually work more than that but then because of that who's actually working eight hours you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's all it's all a mess yeah yeah and like i find when you're talking about the the idea of of just kind of trying to focus like i, I just i have that issue not really necessarily with my phone but Sometimes I can just be doing something and it could be a result of my bad habits. Like I love to, I like to listen to music when I work, unless it's something like reading, but then I know I probably shouldn't, or at least can't have lyrics, but it's just my, I tend to be a very indulgent person. I have a very hard time saying no to like sometimes sweet, uh, salty foods, but mainly just music. I love music so much. And I'll just like, I will knowingly do listen to music and take way longer on something. And that kind of speaks to where I am on my journey. But that aside, I don't think like, it does. I don't think it does. I don't think you have to you know, think about it in a negative way, because you could leverage mm-hmm. that. Because, you know, I wouldn't think about it in a negative way, because music to you is something that you're passionate about, and you have been for a very long time. And it it contributes to your creativity and it maybe fires off different areas of your brain. Uh, and, and that could help. And just because you indulge in it doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing, but if you're finding that it's actually getting in the way of you getting things done, then maybe, you know, then it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what, instead of like binging this new album that just came out, let me get what I needed to get done first for mm-hmm. what, you know, whatever other thing. And then like, I'm going to reward myself with some music or mm-hmm. you know, some chips or like whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not saying like, when I say these things, I don't say it's like some military commando is, is sitting over your head and saying no music, only mm-hmm. focus, only productivity, because we're all so different in what fires us up. And what and what and what gets those juices flowing, you know? For I love having some music on in the background, but when it comes to certain types of work, I can't have any lyrics. I can't yeah. not have lyrics. And you're into synthwave, right? Like I love I, I like thing. I, I love synthwave. I'm a huge yeah. fan. Like when when I put that, and I I don't really understand what the genre really is yet, but it just sounds like these <laughs> eighty retro crazy like like oh, you yeah. know ray guns and stuff and like all this weird stuff. And I'm just like I put on a YouTube playlist, and four hours goes by, and I'm just like. Did I just write for like three hours? Like I don't even like writing. Like what's going yeah. on here? It's yeah, it's incredible. Simply thing. I remember I was like, oh, like I heard that trend. I'm like, I'm gonna try to find some music. I must have some synthwave like on my library. I have like fifty thousand songs. Wow. I don't have I don't have any that's legit synthwave. It's like maybe a, it's just maybe it's just a new name of like yeah, because like a bunch of subgenres. I don't even know any of these artists. Like I know a lot of synth funk, synth pop a lot of different kind of synthy that could probably suffice like a similar vibe where it's like very electronic kind of eighties retro feel yeah. dancey a lot of times high energy. And I definitely get yeah. the reason it kind of gets you just like going, you know? Yeah. It's almost like taking a drug uh, mm-hmm. and you're just, you're just kind of into whatever you need to do. And on the flip side, there like something I discovered uh, that's actually helped me in like the craziest way. I never really have is- issues sleeping. I've never had uh, mm-hmm. like, any problems going to bed at night. I usually just, I'm so tired that I just close my eyes and I'm yeah. out. But 
when you're when you have some anxiety and stuff from like things you need to do the next day we've all had those nights where you just have too many thoughts running through your head and it's hard to go to sleep i just put on these like alpha brain waves i don't even know what the hell they are on youtube and there's a few apps like brain.fm and you you just put this on and i have the best most refreshing sleep ever i wake up feeling playing while you're sleeping it's playing while i'm sleeping on like a very low volume it's just kind of there and and it blows my mind just how like now i i don't sleep without it it's just like i wake up so refreshed i don't know what it does but all that to say man the power of like music i i cannot deny you know that it has a real connection to uh something something more than just like oh i like that song because it's on the radio it's like no like there's some like spiritual like thing that it it goes into your soul so that's why i say man don't don't beat yourself up for like ah (laughs) it's it's because i listen to music that whatever no man there might be some other areas in your life you gotta like kind of do that audit of like yo where Mm -hmm. am i spending my time you know I don't know if you're a Netflix guy, maybe fantasy football. I know you're a fantasy football guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's, there, yeah. There, 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 there's, there's some, there's some things where it's just like, you know, you got to ask yourself, okay, am I spending four hours checking fantasy stats and, and uh, you know, changing my rosters and doing this and that in a week? Could I be using those four hours to my podcast? Yeah, yeah probably. I, I could probably use it. So maybe next year, fuck the fantasy league. I'm not yeah. doing that. And, you know, you start doing that more and more. You start becoming a little bit more ruthless with your time. It sounds crazy, but it's so easy to do. Like, that's why I feel like I could do more things, even though I actually feel like a lazy person, if I'm being honest with you. Um, But if I like, you know, the reason why I can do more things is because I've cut out the things that just don't bring me closer to where I want to be. Yeah, like I feel like because I've started to do a lot more when it comes to like auditing my personal time and I'm starting to try to just adopt that in like even my work, my regular uh, nine to five work as well, because like I just tasking out chunks of time has just it doesn't even if you don't really change a behavior at first, it's like what is that ADA model, right? Like you just get aware of like, oh, I really did want to do these three things and I didn't do any of them. And I look at my time. I had so much time to do this. It's like, at least it gets the, it gets you way more aware and it kind of starts silencing some like alarm bells in your mind. Like maybe there's something up here. There should be no reason. I gave myself ample time to do this. And like, I usually try to schedule very liberally so that like, it means something. Like if I do decide to not do something I planned, it's, I should, the perfect world is like, okay, stuff happens, priorities change. I knowingly move it to somewhere else. I don't just okay, I didn't do it. And then all right, another day passed. And then I'm lazy. And then I then it starts those like negative thought processes. Oh, I'm just I'm never going to do this. I'm so unproductive. I'm so worthless. And yeah, I find that just taking control of your time. It's very powerful. Like even like the last two months, I've really gone, gone hard on that. It, it's made like worlds of differences. And, and that's, that's what it is, man. You started with that audit, you mm-hmm. started with that awareness. And that's like the hardest step actually is like taking yeah. that step to actually realize what's really going on here because 
it's a hard conversation to have with yourself, man. I'll tell you, like, I, I used to watch a lot of Netflix. It was a great way after a long, long day of work, maybe even gym, maybe even like I got some, a lot of pr- productive things done. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, around like 8, 8 p.m., I'm like, I deserve this. Like, let's, let's crush some, like, you know, let's crush some, I don't know, whatever show. Yeah. And um, I'd find myself, it wasn't ever just one. I would never mm-hmm. just watch one episode and it's done. And we're talking like 45 minute episodes. I'd watch yeah. two and then maybe push it and watch three. And I was like, what am I doing with three hours of every day ever? And, you know, it's, it just comes down to men. Like, you know, I'm not saying I f- canceled my Netflix subscription now. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch something like maybe once or twice a week. Like I'll, I'll put on some, some TV and just completely unwind, but mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be a part of your daily routine, man. Like, I think, I think we're actually just way too coddled and we're way too easy on ourselves. Um, Even though a lot of people will tell you we're too hard on ourselves. But I think like once you're honest with yourself, you're able to start, you know, changing things for you, not for anybody else. It's not like I stopped watching Netflix so I could go around and tell people, yo i hate netflix screw netflix netflix is not the problem here you know if it's not netflix it's youtube if it's not youtube it's sports like substitute the netflix with whatever you know what i'm saying but it's just like the principle is the same like is it bringing me closer to where i want to be and you know use that filter I feel like we're not, I, I feel like we're not necessarily too hard on ourselves or too soft or coddled. I don't feel like we're that. I feel like we're too dishonest with ourselves because I think like we can take it both ways. You can be too hard on yourself and you're, you're being dishonest. You're like, oh, I should have done all these things. And I didn't, but it's very unrealistic. It was, you never had the opportunity to, and you're just getting mad at yourself for something that you don't have. And then obviously the flip side is, Oh yeah, I had this and this reason, this excuse. That's why I didn't do this. And then you're too soft on yourself. But I think either way, it just comes down to just not being true, not being authentic, and like really taking stock of your day, taking stock of what you want to do, and be like, "Am I telling the truth to myself here?" Because the truth should should set you free, as they say. So, dude, I couldn't agree more. That's actually a great way to put it. Just being honest with yourself and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we we make these contracts with ourselves all the time i'm gonna stop drinking i'm gonna wake up early and go to the gym and one of the worst things you could do is break a contract with yourself because like you kind of mentioned before it creates these negative feedback loops which is just you just want to avoid that completely Mm -hmm. yeah so where when do you think you really started to go down like I don't know categorize it as like personal development self-fulfillment like what was the spark and like when did that happen to you in your life uh I reached a really bad point in my life while I was in university in the second year um you know I had put on almost 80 pounds of fat um I'd gained you know not the freshman uh 15 I gained like the freshman 50 and that compounded. And, uh, you you know, a lot of this, you know, had to do with my eating habits, but more importantly, what it had to do was with uh, my mindset, 
And, you know, I was just not in a great place. I wasn't sure of anything that I was doing, you know, um, university, I felt like I had to do too many things and I felt like I had to be involved and I had to get good grades, but I had to have a social life mm -hmm. and I had to do this and I had to do that. And it all just really hit me like, uh, you know, like a ton of bricks um, because I did, I wasn't playing any sports at the time before oh, yeah. that I had always, I had always had a sport to play. It's not like I was playing, uh, you know, football and trying to do these things like, you know, my eating habits stayed the same as if I continued to play football, but uh, my 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 exercise habits did not. And so, you know, with with the university and and the first couple of years was a big shock to my system, and I indulged. I did a lot of indulging, bro. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about, you know, every Friday night I'm at the bar with a bunch mm -hmm. of new friends that I just made. I'm socializing. I'm joining every club. I'm on paper i'm doing everything right like i'm yeah. socializing i'm networking i'm mm -hmm. you know doing this i'm doing that i'm getting decent grades i'm crushing whatever but you know i never had conversations with myself all it was about was external validation and like you know well checking these boxes that mm -hmm. society made for me it's like you got to do this you got to get in the co-op you got blah, 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 all yeah. this all this bullshit and uh I never really took the time to sit down with myself and be like, yo, dude, what the hell is going on here? And so, you know, it didn't happen overnight when I was just like, I'm going to change. It was like having that like 50 times and falling yeah. down and getting back up and I'm going to start on Monday and then falling down and yeah. then getting back up and then keep on doing that till it got to a point where I was like legit, like, yo, what's wrong, man? Like to me, like, yeah. why, why can't any of this stick? And mm -hmm. I guess I can't pinpoint one moment where things changed, but you know, while I was working at my job, I got to listen to a lot, a lot of podcasts to kill times, like to legit kill time. And uh, for me, listening to some of these people on these podcasts completely transformed their lives and be in much worse situations than I was. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was in a great situation. What yeah, the hell yeah, am I definitely. complaining about? Uh, listening to that, I guess, gave me so such inspiration to change myself. And so I did. I got the weight off. I, um, you know, I... I started eating better. I started meditating. I started exercising a lot more regularly, playing sports. Um, you know, I just brought the things that bring me joy back into my life. And I learned how to manage stress better and not to eat my emotions and not to, um, you know, overindulge in alcohol. I still like to drink, but I don't need it. And I, yeah. you know, along this journey, I've proven to myself a lot of things and, that's kind of why I feel like I'm going to be super successful is because I'm not actually doing this to prove it to anybody else. I'm literally doing it to prove to me like, mm -hmm. yo, can you do this? Like, like, Hey motherfucker. Like you think you can't put up that weight? <laughs> like, Hey, like, yo, you think you, you think you can't like do this diet for a month. All right. Bet. Or like, you know, it's almost like, it's just how I hype myself up. And I'm not saying it's that that's going to work for everybody. It's what works for me. And I was able to kind of uh, get to a position where I've become extremely self-aware and um, 
uh, get to a point where I know how things affect me. I know how I feel and I can just be 100% authentically myself. There was a point where I was almost ashamed to talk about like that. I gained a bunch of weight uh, and you know, that I'd never even wanted to show anyone a photo of what that, you know, 300 pound Deepak looked like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but now I embrace it, dude. It's like, you know what? Who, who cares? I actually don't care what you or anybody thinks. And that's not a negative thing. It's like to me, it is what it is. Everyone's going to have their opinions about whatever things. If I could, if one person could get any kind of inspiration from me just being myself, I won. That's it. And, and so it's a, a sign of um, transformation. Just, it comes back to being yourself, man. Yeah, I appreciate that so much, man. And I feel like it, I haven't transformed yet. I'm, we're we're all transforming at all times. I'm still so oh, yeah. vulnerable always and figuring out change. so many things about myself. Always, man, constant work in progress. And that's why I use a lot of these tools to like write things down and like actually, how are you feeling? Because you have receipts, you can go check. And yep. to me, one of those is podcasts. And it comes back to the podcast because, dude, we're recording this conversation right now. 20 years from now, if someone asks me, yo, when I was, yo, when you were 24, well, where was your head at? What were you like up to? I'd be like, mm-hmm. I can't really answer that right now as a 44-year-old, but why don't we go to YouTube and check it out? Like, this, that's where I was at. Boom. And so it's a beautiful time we're living in, man. And I think if people woke up and tried to look at the, the beautiful side of life a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, you'd realize that the world's not like going down in flames, man. You know, it might seem like that if you pay attention to all this news, all this negativity, all this uh, constant fear and war and injustice and blah, 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 all these millions of things. If you constantly feed your information diet with that, that's how you're going to feel. That's going to be your worldview. But if you just become this like, like legitimate happy person who's just like floating around, just like being positive, not acting for just being positive, dude, none of that stuff phases you, man. Coronavirus. Oh man, sucks. I'm sorry. Like for people who, you know, are, are deeply affected by this, but I can't control it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be me and do my thing. That, that's it. Yeah. That, that's how I live my life, and that's how I want to live my life. Man, you're, you're touching on a lot, a lot of different things there. So I wanted to, I wanted to quickly touch on one of the things you mentioned. Like I find your story about like watching, listening to all the podcasts, seeing that inspire, inspire you. That that that's very actually reminiscent. Even in the timing is very uncanny for me. Second year as well was first year end of end of high school to first year was definitely like my lowest point in terms of just being lacking so much confidence uh being so I would say I was being very hard on myself if I'm being honest and and just feeling like I had no purpose at all I watched this movie eternal sunshine of the spotless mind the reason why I got into it is through a Kanye album through another rap album that somehow relates to the soundtrack Anyways, I related a lot to the main character. It was Jim. It was a uh, what's the name? Jim Carrey. Jim, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Sure and I seen the movie. Yeah, he plays. It's not a comedy, which is surprising for him. It's very sad, and he plays this very just woe is me character. Just he doesn't have any sort of like drive. He lets everybody walk all over him, and I was like, man, I identify a lot with this person, and I really 
I really don't like how that's, it's like, why it was like looking at myself almost in a lot of ways. And I, that kind of was a really big wake up call for me. And that, that was a very, very early kind of change, but it, it started to make me create. It led me to do my blog that I had for a couple of years, which was definitely a huge, which was something I was doing, but I really got into it at that point. And I found that interesting. But another thing that you touch on is like, you were looking for a lot of external validation. And I'm wondering, like, you know, we're both brown. We both lived in Ottawa, a very primarily white area. Like, did you ever feel either out of place or just try to do things, uh, do things to fit in? Because like, for me, I found looking back on a lot of my time as a young person, I felt like I really rejected my own culture. And I really just wanted to fit in with the white people, make sure that I was doing things that were quote unquote, like part of the society, what was considered normal. And I found it like really made me feel lost and really made me feel like I had no identity. So I don't know if you had a similar experience. It's definitely something that's not talked about enough being, uh, you know, the son to immigrant parents. Like, mm -hmm. is that correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, it's definitely a very weird thing. And um, it's, it's something that I've thought about before because growing up, I've, I got a very big mix of a lot of um, uh, different, different cultures and different races and different religions around me. And, uh, you know, I grew up around a lot of white people. Uh, mm -hmm. for for a long time and then i also grew up a, around a lot of brown people and then around a lot of black people and and uh you know just around a lot of just people and uh i'm really i'm trying to think of like actually my answer here because it's definitely played a minor role for me mm -hmm. but i don't think it ever played for me a major role i don't, I don't think i ever made that a central component of who I am, uh, my race. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to know where you came from. And I was actually born in India. And so I'm, I'm actually very deeply rooted in, in India. And I've been mm -hmm. there many times and I, I, I love my culture. I celebrate yeah. my identity, but I think there's also something that, I've learned from uh, moving away from my parents mm -hmm. and no longer being um, influenced by them as much that they're just doing the best they can given their life context. Exactly. So I don't blame them for anything like, yo, you guys didn't understand. Like my white friends didn't like it when you sent or, or they always make comments when you sent you know this brown food, like dal and roti, and like all these all these things to to school for me to warm up in the microwave. You guys don't understand that like they're gonna make fun of me for that in a weird way. But at the same time, I gotta understand that to them that's just food. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a weird like like struggle a little bit. But I never let it define me. I I, I really I think I. I think I, I and and you as well. I think a lot of us kind of just rose above that, but there's definitely a, a certain point where we're confused, and it's mm -hmm. just like, who do I try to emulate? Who should I be like? Should I exactly. be like my black friends? They seem yeah, like they got so much confidence exactly and swagger. Is. Should I be yeah. like my white friends? Like, oh, they seem to really like you know 
know how to deal with girls like you know should i be like my brown friends like yo you know what they know how to dress i don't know so i think i just picked and choose things that i just want to add to my own shit and mm-hmm. i never really i never let that like define me i'm just me and i think the beautiful thing that i've kind of learned throughout my journey is that we're all just human beings man like whatever your race like whatever your background whatever your situation like yeah we have differences yeah you know things manifest in different ways but we're all just trying to do the same thing man mm-hmm. it's all so it's all so hilarious like i think uh, the biggest thing for me is when i got to travel i i really got to see that you know you know right in my face that you know this person speaks a different language different religion different like whole upbringing but we're vibing we're like yeah. we're chilling you know what i'm saying like we get each other on like a on a different level because you know what we're both human beings and we're not a threat to each other and we're just we're good we're chilling and that was actually one of the central reasons i started a podcast because i'm just like yo we're all the same man i could talk to anybody i have no like fear of talking to anybody if i had barack obama on my podcast i'd have butterflies in my stomach for sure but i feel like i'd be able to vibe with the guy if i had donald trump same thing i feel like i'd be able to find something that we could agree on and uh all, all that to come back to your question i know i'm rambling but it's just like i actually thank my parents for making me the person i am because you know when i was living with them maybe i'd have a different answer for you you Mm -hmm. know but now that i'm kind of on my own doing my own thing Dude, I, I, they did a great job. They did the best yeah. they could. Well, they definitely did a great job. And yeah, like I, I find like in a lot of ways, man, we had a really similar idea. Like I felt, I've used this analogy too. Like I feel like I'm a gumbo of all the different kind of cultures that I've indulged in through various different ways through like, like similarly, most of my friends have been white, but also just like music I listen to, some other new friends I've made recently and all that. I feel like I've similarly kind of adopted little parts of a lot of different kind of cultures. So I find that find that pretty interesting. And also you you didn't mention it here, but you did mention it like in your previous uh the previous time you were speaking. It was that like it, it, like especially in the time of COVID, and this is something we've talked about before uh recording this, is that like what do you find your maybe not responsibility, but yeah, I guess you could say like what do you feel like as just a regular person that does have like a certain amount of privilege, et cetera. Like, what do you think your, your responsibility is to kind of like stay politically engaged or understand current events and, and participate in whatever movements uh, while also acknowledging you have your own goals that don't necessarily always like relate to that at all. Like, what, what do you feel like your, your position in that is? Cause I, I see a lot of kind of like the personal development people like a lot of people I follow online and all they, they often talk about you know filtering out the news staying away from that it'll get your mindset messed up it gets you angry upset and I get that logically that makes sense but it, it does make me kind of rubs me the wrong way because because like you are in the position those people I'm speaking to to not have to worry and therefore not have to care or spend any energy but you, you do have to look out for your other people that are directly affected by the things in the news, for example. So like, what are your thoughts on like your role in kind of staying politically engaged? Yeah, man, you, it's a, it's a really interesting question 
because you know there's no simple answer to it right it's a very nuanced topic with mm-hmm. with a lot of a lot of different considerations and there you know i don't think that there's a right answer but at this stage of my life where i'm at currently and you know as you you brought up before doing so many things i think i'm very sensitive to what inputs i allow in to my headspace and um that i'm able to contribute to controlling and so i often remind myself this when i feel the urge to um be woke and, and like actually like you know care about all these different things on a more deep level where i'm actually uh doing something about it a little mm-hmm. bit more and it's i would i would rather be ill informed than misinformed and to me what that means is ignorance is is bliss in, in a in in a weird way and uh, you know i can i can pump you with all the ill like the, the the wrong doings and the injustices and the problems with the world mm-hmm. i can legit and they do this it's a 24 hour news cycle yeah. i can legit drill that into your brain 24/7 and f- like almost force you to care about all these different issues um and i don't think that that is a sustainable strategy for your own mental health and i don't think that in the long run you'll be able to help more people by being informed about everything than if you make sure to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. and then if you care about something enough to take it to that next stage that more self actualization mm-hmm. that more that uh philanthropy charity giving on mm-hmm. a larger scale i think we we will like i think i will reach a stage where i'll completely disagree with what i'm saying right now mm-hmm. but i don't think i'll i'll i i'm only can only speak for myself yeah, yeah. i don't think Definitely. i will be able to reach that stage if i let everything in and okay, take I, over and i tell find me I, what to care about I find that interesting because I feel like the conceptually what you're saying is kind of what I think except I I don't agree with like your conclusion I guess you could say because like using that football analogy we talked about uh because you use the word sustainable and I think that's really important because I feel like it isn't sustainable in my eyes obviously to to kind of operate in a way where you are taking the kind of ignorance is bliss position because taking another thing that we discussed that applies here is that I feel like you don't need to be, I don't feel like it is sustainable and I don't think it's necessarily even needed because it's kind of impossible or definitely is impossible to be fully like know the nuances of every single thing that's going on, every single societal ill, because yeah, you will, first of all, that's pretty much impossible to know all of this stuff. And it's, if you, if you could pack that all in your brain, you have no room for anything else. So there we're definitely on the same page but i feel like i feel like on the other hand i feel like it isn't sustainable for for people no matter if they later on in life want to kind of shift their i don't know what you call it, energy or energy allocation like I, i don't feel like it's sustainable in the immediate time when people aren't like on your same schedule where they they will really need people to at least understand the basics of a lot of different things that 
may not affect them, may not benefit themselves at all in the short term or ever. Like, for example, obviously, like anti-Black racism, like I'm not ever going to be a subject to that. But I know that knowing this, knowing certain nuances about it, of this whole issue, knowing how some systems work, it, it is, I find it's not only like my responsibility, but I find like it is genuinely unsustainable to not if we all took that approach because then there wouldn't be enough people around to actually facilitate a movement by the people that are this is like their life's work whatever activist people like I find there needs to be kind of a broad scale understanding of certain issues at a low level for anything to really change so that's kind of where I feel like it, it is actually unsustainable but in the opposite sense yeah man that's a uh, the that's a great viewpoint, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I respect it, and I love where you're coming from on it. Um, I just, you know, I, I kind of maintain that, like, look, who am I to rank what things are most um, pressing today, mm-hmm. and and uh, who who is anybody to tell me what to care about in in the shortest term, like you must care about this and you must care about this right now. Mm -hmm. And here's why. And, you know, that's where I take a step back and, you know, I'm, I, I would not consider myself a racist. I don't want these horrible fucking things happening. I don't want it to be contrived as by me, not reposting a black lives matter um, thing or like some, injustice in jordan or some child trafficking in russia or you know some we could literally sit here for six hours and fucking talk about all the Mm -hmm. things that are absolutely disgusting in the world so you know where i kind of poke a little hole in that is who are you to tell me what what is like um the hot topic to care about yeah you know you know what i'm saying like like there's so much fucking disgusting evil in this world and and you know but i i i would i actually agree with what you're saying but i find like that doesn't need to there doesn't need to be a person who says i guess we say there's doesn't need to be a relationship between the messenger and, and the receiver where one person and i get that and that's that, why like, that that's why you know i can only speak in my own personal context mm-hmm. you know like the the little bit of the fallacy you're making here is you know by taking someone like myself and extrapolating that over everybody yeah no, yeah it is, it is so many policy, people yeah. there are so many people who will always stand up for these injustices I might not be that person right now. And mm-hmm. that's just, that's just my reality. That's just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm unable to devote energy to that. And you can, you can paint me in a box and call me whatever you want. But I do think that people would generally speaking, be better off if they could allow a little bit more love for themselves and in their own heart to then love the world a little bit more. And I think that's actually a more sustainable way to go about it. If yeah, you can start, I, yeah. Yeah, if like you can start loving that. yourself and you can start 
you know, building your own platform, whether it's for whatever, man, I'm not like, I'm legit. When you say the word responsibility, I, I want to contest that a little bit because I feel like I don't have any responsibility. Like I am just somebody with a voice. You can choose to listen to me or not. I don't, there's no, uh, I, I never signed up to be some kind of a, uh, you know, big role model. If mm-hmm. you want to listen to me on, you know, how I've pulled myself out of a bad place in my life, please do. But I can't tell someone from, you know, the streets of Syria, um, to pull themselves up by the bootstraps because, you know, you can't, why don't you start your own online Twitter business? Mm -hmm. Or why don't you like, why don't you start a podcast? Like, that's not what I'm trying to do here. Mm -hmm. I I'm just speaking. I'm just having a dialogue. I'm just chatting with people, sharing my story, sharing other people's stories. And, um, I don't personally think that, anybody has the right to tell me what to care and not care about. And that's not to say that I don't care about things. I actually, I deeply care about some, some issues, but that's private. And I, I support causes in in my own ways that I don't, I don't think it needs to be made an Instagram post to get shared. I, I do it out of the, the, you know, my own heart. And I, I know that I can make a difference for certain things, but I know that I can't make a difference for a lot of things. And I get where you're coming from that if everybody thought this way, well, everyone doesn't. So mm-hmm. boom, we're, we're good. We're done. Mm-hmm. It's all good there because we don't all think the same way. And that's a beautiful thing. Let's not. That's okay. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Actually, we need activists. We need woke people. We need people who are going to push agendas forward. And I'm not that person. That's I I know myself this this much, and we've talked about self awareness today. I know I'm not the guy, and even when I share a black square on Instagram, and I later realize that that actually did nothing. Yeah, that did nothing. You yeah. know, yeah. but yeah. you you know you get what I mean though. It's yeah. a, it's a slippery slope, man. Yeah, like, it is a slippery um, slope, and, and, I'll... and I think it starts to get it starts to get a little bit convoluted with what's actually making change and aren't we past the stage of awareness for a lot of these things so what's actually getting changed and what policies are being written to change these things who's funding these things who actually funds some of these campaigns like there's a lot of questions that again i don't even have the energy to research so ignorance is bliss for me yeah and i mean i i think Okay, so I feel like the idea of knowing yourself was pretty clear in what you were saying. I feel like that's really important because in no, when I was saying, I guess, responsibility, I really didn't even mean it in terms of people with a platform to be uh, at all, really. I meant literally just people keeping tabs on things that are happening in the world, even if they're maybe going to hurt your mindset, maybe going to put you in a bad mood. I feel like that can't just be your only thing you're doing because like you said the effects of that are potentially very negative you may actually spiral into this crazy negative mindset where you're doing nothing for yourself you're not taking care of yourself you're not taking care of people that you can genuinely affect directly like your your close friends your your loved ones etc so i find like that definitely needs to be balanced with, with with every i feel like anything you do in life you need to be practicing some form of mindfulness need to be taking care of your mindset because if you don't, then no matter what you're doing, there could always be these negative externalities that, that come from it. Um, and, and I think 
And I think also when you're saying about the, I find like there's the concept of marketplace of ideas that I think is really applicable here because just like a product, when someone's selling a product, you have no obligation to buy it. And I find like similarly, the people trying to tell you, hey, this issue is so important. This is like exactly what you need to be kind of like researching, et cetera. Like you need to care about this. You need to vote this way. I find like there's nothing wrong if someone's trying to promote urgency about doing something just so long as there's no obligation to it. Like they're. But how do you know? How, how do you take the time to filter through all the information that you're hit with? Let's just take a simple example of a Twitter feed or mm-hmm. an Instagram feed. And you know that these feeds or these algorithms are curated to to show you things that the platform thinks is going to have you stay on the platform yeah. longer. Okay. Because of that, they're going to keep showing you things that invoke some kind of emotion where you react and you engage in some way, yeah. a like and comment, a share, a repost, any of those things, a retweet, whatever. Okay. You're being subconsciously programmed into doing something. Now, I'm not saying that every single thing that you're you're being sold or you're you know being told to care about is malevolent is, is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we don't currently have something that's a filter that could that that tells tells you what the actual facts are, like an yeah. unbiased an yeah. un with no agenda like i i like it's it's a tough thing for me to talk about because it sounds so insensitive if you take it for face value but um if if i if i see a, a post on something going on in yemen right now mm-hmm. some you know genocide i don't know some some crazy thing yeah. right and someone's saying you know share this for awareness and it's like okay and then you find out later that this person who created this account to share for awareness to get donations just pocketed all the money mm-hmm. and it's a cynical uh, view to look at the world and there's so much pure people out there who are sharing great news or sharing yeah. things that people do need to know about but Right now, I think my easiest filter is like, let me just not let these things in because Mm -hmm. it's going to take me, I'm going to go down a four hour rabbit hole on YouTube trying to find out what's actually going on. And then YouTube's colored by people with their own agenda. And then I'm getting hit with ads and then I'm doing this and then I'm doing, I just wasted five hours trying to figure out what happened in Yemen and I still don't have actual answers. And so yeah. I, I'm right now, me personally, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have the time to research what really happened at 9-11. I don't have the time to Shit. research oh, it's what... Funny. <laughs> it's not see, funny. It's, 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 uh, see, the conspiracies see, are funny. <laughs> see, it's like, it's like all these kinds of things, man. It, it, it really just comes down to how many hours do I have in my day? What am I doing with them? And, you know, is it bringing me closer to my goals? And it sounds selfish. It sounds uh, self-fulfilling. And you know what it is? Because if I can't take care of me, I know what that looks like. 
I know mm-hmm. what it looks like when I let external things in. We talked about it earlier in this call. I know where I get to. I yeah. know that I start internalizing that negativity and start feeling like the whole world fucking is just a dark and shitty place. But mm-hmm. it's not, man. It's just not. And you gotta, and this is what, this is my message. I actually feel like, yo, if you focus on the things that are in your control, the things that you can help change, you know, giving your best friend a call and just checking up on them, you know, giving your mom a big hug that's longer than like half a second, you know, actually, uh, uh, you know, helping out a local charity that you care about and, and, you know, it's a cause that really is near and dear to your heart for whatever reason, you know, even just like, you know, I don't know, doing those things to me is way more powerful than what people consider on like social media and stuff as like, yeah, I'm going to just go to this protest. Like, okay. We all have the right to protest. And I think it's really important to protest if you're standing up for something, but like, are we looking at any of the outcomes? Are we looking at like change or are we actually trying to get things changed? I don't see that. And I don't see actual change. I just see the conversation just happening again and again and things related to an election and then things related mm-hmm. to, it's just, it's a big mess and I don't have the energy for it. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think like knowing yourself would allow people to make, like, I guess it comes down to me. It's like, I'm thinking of, do whatever makes someone like will allow someone to feel good about themselves, which will then therefore make them a better person, make them a better community member. And I just think there is a certain level of, because even what you were describing, there are certain things you are doing that you must know something about, like some cause you, you have near and dear to your heart, for example, like it requires something, I guess I'm just, I'm I'm maybe well, I'm arguing not saying to... that I'm not saying that I'm walking around with blinders on. Yeah, and that's not, what I mean. Like that, and any, I don't want to make single that thing. Sense. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's not that nothing comes in, dude. I'm a fucking human being. I know yeah. to a, a certain extent what's going on. I just can't know everything that's going on, and I personally feel um like I shouldn't be told what i should be caring about at this moment i will care about it if i care about it and Mm -hmm. and that's not to say it's this is a binary topic and that's why i said it's nuanced like there are things i I deeply care about you know and there's other things that you know if if we looked at it in a binary way it sounds like i don't care about it but you simply can't care about everything Mm -hmm. like you just can't and so i'm gonna just like if i got a black friend I'm going to bring them on my podcast and I'm going to talk to them about some of the shit that's happened in their life. If I, if I know, if I know someone who's been impacted, who, who's in Iraq and had their leg blown off, I'd love to sit and chat with them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's change that I can actually like, I it's tangible. I could, I'm doing something here. I'm actually trying to have a dialogue, but I can't be, informed about every single thing i don't have a, a young jamie like joe rogan does in his <laughs> podcast to pull up every fact yeah, or every yeah. 
every single thing that's going on. I'm just maybe one day in my life, maybe, yo, give me five years. Maybe I'll be a little bit more chill. Maybe I, I'm, I'm going to, my, my money will be right. I won't be working as much. Maybe I'll just settle in. And then I'm going to sit back and I'm like, you know what? What's happening in Yemen's fucked up, man. Here's why. And, and I did my research on this and I dove into this and I looked into their history and their politics and all the geopolitical and all the, you know, all, all the different mm-hmm. things that, that, that have went on to lead to this thing happening right now. And here's why it's fucked up. And here's why you should care. Maybe I'm not taking that off the table, but I'm, I'm talking about right now, bro. It's just, it's the world is, if you let it be, if you let it all in, you're just going to have a very shitty view of everything. Mm-hmm. And right now I like, I, I like my positive view. On yeah. Things. I feel like filter and, and nuance, that's like the key thing with all these discussions. And I find like, even what I'm saying, like, I, I, like, I don't think we're necessarily even that far off in terms of what we think is kind of the best way forward. But the key thing that I see is very obvious is that the best way forward in either sense it's it requires people to actually think and don't just listen to like a dogmatic view of like everything this person's saying right everything this person's saying is wrong because it goes to your point of you don't know what these people's agendas are and like i'm a person that like i'm very into these politics stuff so like and i try my best to even if it's a right wing kind of uh news source or if it's a super left wing one like I don't, that doesn't change the information they're giving me. It just, it, it adds a filter that I need to keep in mind when I'm interpreting what they're saying. So I don't just take it as unbiased because there's very little that's unbiased. I feel like it's all about- Yeah, but bro, are you sitting with, with a CNN on one screen, Fox News on another screen, and then three independent sources and, um, you know, looking you know then a wikipedia page here and then three youtube videos and a podcast on it like you can't and, and no, that, that was can't. one topic and yeah. so and so if if that you know you said something very very big there is that you're interested in it what if i'm just not and that's what i said you got to know yourself yeah. because i know for me it doesn't necessarily have that negative like oh i feel like everything is sky is falling kind of idea uh yeah. But it's and I think this I actually myself. speaks to how how you and me are different though, and and, and I, I've I've met a lot of people who who share your view on this and who are ex- like I'm actually going to suggest a couple people to come on your show, but yeah, um, like pr- pr- pretty much man, um, I I personally. I don't like diving in on any topic. That's why I like like too deep on any topic. That's mm-hmm. why I, I call my podcast. It's not that deep. I'm literally, I like to know enough surface level about something. So I don't sound like a complete fucking idiot. Like, so I'm just like, yeah. not exactly. I'm a generalist. Yeah. I don't like ever getting into the weeds and that manifests in so many things that I'm doing in life. I, did I become a video editing God? No, I learned enough to edit a video. And this, this applies to so many areas of my life that I like to keep it that way. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to just be like, go down these rabbit holes and like, absolutely know a topic. It doesn't interest me. That, I like to just little, know a little bit about everything. I consider that, myself like a, sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was saying that that's like that makes sense because you I find you are very different than me in the sense that you're very much a big picture person, a vision person. And I I don't see myself that way. I'm more of like I I'm kind of a generalist like with you with some things, but when I'm really into something, I like to know, I like to analyze every little piece of it. And that's how I that's how I get energized. I'm like an execution yeah. person in that sense. But no, I love that. And, and, I, I, and I, I have I the trouble so seeing the big people. picture. I meet so many people like you and, and me because I'm so like high level vision. I suck at the low level. I'm mm -hmm. so bad at it. And that's not to say you or me are right or wrong about any of this shit. It's just like how we're kind of wired and how we operate and how we move. And it's great that we can have conversations like this and still go grab a beer because no, yeah. Yeah. that never, never once did it get to like, a shouting match or like f you like whatever your opinion mm -hmm. this that because at the end of the day i think we agree on so many things you know mm -hmm. how it might manifest and how it actually looks yeah, exactly and day-to-day -day activities are might be a little bit different you know i'm never gonna do that i'm never gonna go deep on a topic because i just don't care like it's like it's so it sounds so shallow but it's like I would much rather I get so much more joy from talking about the big thing. Like mm -hmm. how is this bringing us all up and how are we, but there needs to be people like you. There needs to be people like me. And like, it's a beautiful thing. I think it all works, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, man, like uh, the, the world has such horrible things going on, man. Uh, do I feel empathy on like a grand scale yes man it, it, so oh, yeah. much of it breaks my heart man anything like when you bring up children like it just my brain can't compute it and when oh, i yeah. talk to some people about this stuff man it's like they'll send me links to do some of the research on my own man and i don't even have the heart to click on them it's just like i don't even want to open up this book it's just so it's, I don't want to go there, man. Mm -hmm. I got too much happiness going up here. That's going to really taint that. And you could call me a bad person for that and an ignorant or this or that. And that's fine, man. But right now at the stage I am at in my life, I can't change that. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I, I unfortunately, I don't see how me right now can go and make real change for that to happen. And I'll probably never be a politician, but you know, I I could somebody teach me about this stuff, and I'll open like I'll I'll yeah. have an open ear, and I'd love to learn learn about it distilled and in one hour format. Great, that's digestible. Yes, for me. exactly. But it's don't all about send the way. me, yeah. don't send me ten links from all these different sources and three documentaries and a YouTube video and this Epstein doc and this, like, I don't, don't, I don't, uh, bro. I, mm -hmm. I just lost three days yeah. on a rabbit hole. And yeah. mind you, I've done that before and I hate it. I hate what happens. I just get into a bad space and it's not good for me. Yeah. So that's just, you know, that, that's me, man. That I, I don't want to make like, you know, I think we've been going on for a little while now, but like, yeah. I don't know if, yeah, if you are to move on topics, but I'm glad we had this discussion because it's great. No, no, I was, I was trying to move on here because I think we've talked about, it, but I think this is really, you know, illuminating at the end of the day, it's just know your lane, support the people that are into this, listen with a curious mind, with empathy and, 
and yeah. we'll all be better off with that. Yeah, I'm not going the opposite direction and saying yeah. fuck all your efforts. Yeah, you guys yeah. are people. Yeah, no, no, and I, no, I know that no one is, listening that, is think that either. That that in its own right is having like having like done your research and and digging your heels in on another stance. Yeah. I'm not even taking either, man. I'm just mm-hmm. like, bro, just uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, like, the, it's actually interesting. I had some other questions that we already talked about. I was, like, I was trying to see, like, what your thoughts are on, like, the current climate, just, like, the world climate. We've talked about that in a very many different kind of ways. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of end it on a couple more questions, you know, just, like, I'm going to call them quick QLC questions just because they all have the same letter, no other reason. Um and hopefully kind of liven it up. We've been having a pretty serious conversation recently. First, I want to ask like, when you, so when you eventually move away from your nine to five job, whenever that may happen, what do you think you'll miss the most? What do I miss the most? If any. About the job? Not the job itself, but just that lifestyle, like the nine to five lifestyle. Being able to turn it off. That's a beautiful thing, man. And that's yeah. one thing that I think is so underrated about being an employee and everyone on the money, Twitter and all these people who are talking about quit your nine to five, blah, 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 this and that. There no one highlights this, that being an employee is actually, if you like your job and you enjoy what you're doing, it is such a beautiful way of life because at the minute that the clock hits five, you don't have to take work home with you. You can, mm-hmm. and a lot of people still do. And, you know, we can argue some people, you know, continue working after and whatever. But generally yeah. speaking, man, just being able to turn off and let's say you got kids, you know, just be with your kids and like, uh, you know, just whatever fire needs to be put out will be put out tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, on Monday at 9 a.m., you know, if it's if it's Friday. So that right there, that is that's something I, I will miss because I'm already finding I don't know how to turn off. I really don't. I When you're building a business. Literally. There there is no it doesn't stop. There's nothing like there's no um, 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. You had to create your 5 p.m. You got to like legit set a hard like, yo, after 830, I am I'm shutting down. Yeah, set and down if you don't do that, you you can you're susceptible to burning out very quickly. Mm-hmm. You got to do that, man. But at the same time, if you wanted, you could work all night and all day the next day and still not be done what you had to do. Yeah. Um, so it requires a lot more self-discipline and uh, and it's it's just a different lifestyle. There's no, there's no one. It's not better than the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no right or wrong to, to almost anything in the world. Honestly, it's all about just kind of like knowing yourself, knowing what you want to do and being honest, like we discussed before. Uh, so, okay. So last questions now are just all about NFL. Cause I know we're both, I see that disgusting Patriots memorabilia <laughs> in the background. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. You know, honestly, though, like, I, I've realized I don't even really dislike the Pats. I just hated Tom Brady. Cause I, oh, I, or it's just that I really like Cam. Cause like, I, 
I've been I honestly wanted you guys to win. I wanted him to convert at the one yard line against the Seahawks oh, last week. Like it's fun. What a beautiful story that would have been. Oh my god, yeah. So like Fucker what comes in at at, at two and zero, oh, leads a Brady esque drive at the very end of the game to win it. it but you crazy. know what? The fact that the fact that it didn't happen is, is is amazing because you know what? Um, I'm happy we took that loss. You don't want a gassed up Cam Newton, uh, trying trying to trying to win 16 games. You know because you know how that turns out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, I didn't even let you ask your question, but go ahead. Well, no, I was going to ask, what, what do you think the record of the pass will be at the end of this year? And then do you think Cam will be the starter next year? I think it's going to be 11 and 5. Okay. And I do think Cam will be the starter next year. I think he'll sign like a three-year deal or something like that with Damn. the Pats. Yeah, yeah, I'm if kind of leaning. The, the big contingency, too. the big contingency here is that he can stay uh injury free. Yeah. And you know, his style of, of running, I, no matter the commentators love to talk about how big and strong he is, he's still he's down, the quarterback yeah. of your team. Yeah. And he's had shoulder injuries and uh he's had many injuries and uh that's really risky when you're talking about betting the future of your organization. So um, I think we should, we should really be looking at our backup to be a strong backup for the Patriots. As much as I love cam, he's, he's an experiment. He is an incredible athlete, but he's still an experiment and he's subject to injury at any time because you're seeing they're relying on him heavy to convert oh those third and third and eights with his yeah, fucking I mean, I, feet. It's because they don't have and any what he's got like, weapons. Yeah, he's got like, what, four four rushing touchdowns already? Three? Yeah. Like, nuts, man. Yeah, like, I think, I think they have a good chance. I think he was the perfect quarterback for a team that has no weapons, really, other than Edelman and, a, like, maybe Nikhil Harry shows up, but that's it. I think he's good at being kind of your, your workhorse running back and quarterback so i think i think they, they have a good chance at making the playoffs i didn't expect this at all like i really thought he'd play okay but they just had yeah. nothing going but what well, one bigger thing to discuss to be honest everyone wants to talk about cam newton but the fact that we don't have dante hightower or patrick chung, patrick chung. is a big loss for our defense this year you guys yeah. lost like and, eight and, players and, to you know, covid COVID yeah. opt-out, sorry, not COVID, the disease. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and we didn't have, uh, uh, I think Jamie Collins no longer. Yeah, the Pats. Lines, I think. Yeah, um, and Jamie Collins is a playmaker, lengthy, man. Lengthy, lengthy uh, guy. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember now. Now I'm mixing things up, but you know, a, a few more really big defenders gone. And our defense has been fine. You know, it's hard to gauge after what I consider two preseason games. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to just be interesting to watch, man. I'm a Patriots fan till I die. I love me some Tom Brady. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's done great for the organization in the past uh, 20 years. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's the smartest thing the Patriots could have possibly done, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, to, they got you know, for nothing. And, and for both. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, uh, really good for him too. Yeah, it's good for him too. I think for him, it's like he's got that chip on his shoulder still. To can I prove 
to all these motherfuckers that I can go win A without Belichick, B when I'm 43, and 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 C in one of the hardest divisions in football. Yeah. No, I, I I I'm so fascinated with this year. I'm so happy they're able to still have it. Fingers crossed it finishes the whole season, but it, there's so many good storylines. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, so who do you think is the last question here? Is who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl and who will win? Oh man, I want to. <laughs> I have this romanticized idea that it's going to be Pat's Bucks. Oh I know God. that's not going to happen. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. But I, I'm going to stick with that answer because uh, if it happens. I want you to send me this recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to do it. Manifest (laughs) it. You're going to manifest that. Yeah. Dude, how imagine that storyline? Just like there there is no better storyline. I don't even know who I'd root for. I think I'd root for the Pats. I straight up think I want Cam to win it. It should be funny (laughs) because it's the ultimate Belichick versus Brady literally in a game to win it all. That's like too much. Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, that'd be amazing. Though. I think that would be so crazy to watch. I, I, I'd root for the Pats too, but I'd want it to be a close game. I'd still want Tom to like have this last, you know, one minute in overtime left comeback. But let me flip the script on you. Like, I got one question for you before we end this off, man. And you could cut this out if you want, whatever, yeah. if we're over time. But, um, why do you hate Tom Brady so much? I don't hate him. That's the you that's like, literally just said I do you do say it, and I, it's funny that you, you catch me it because like I I love to hate him. I guess that's the that's it's the like truest answer. People hate LeBron. Oh yeah, it's like, like, it's like I'm people obsessed who with know Tom LeBron Brady. is fucking yeah. incredible. I'll oh, watch okay. all the Bucks okay. I got games. you now. That makes yeah. I'll watch all the Bucks games. I'm gonna watch. Uh, I've watched more Pats games than any other team, and that even includes. But like, explain that psychology, though. Like, I want to understand because I, I actually don't get it. It's like you want to watch him lose because he's so good and he's just so on top, or is it like something like I don't know? Like, I help me understand because so I'm obviously I, biased. Like, I I think it actually speaks to like, and I, people talk about this with LeBron too, but like, I feel like it actually speaks to an insecurity of mine to be brutally honest like i think i hate i always root for the guy like i i used to be a big what the underdog because he is the underdog there's a lot to go into this he's not the underdog for the last like tw- 10 years but he was yes true but i feel like i root i for still the guys. Don't think, i i even disagree with that man even really? then in the last 10 years he he has still had to fucking scratch okay he has but Anyways, I feel like with feel like sometimes no that, receivers. Like, true, true, but he's had a always very good coaching and a good system. And Josh McDaniels, I would put yeah. him in the Hall of Fame. Just putting that yeah. out there, he's yeah. like a legend. But yeah. I, I'll say the reason why is because I tend to always root for the guy that isn't the like isn't the guy who tends to be good under pressure. Like I always want someone to remove their choker label. That's why I like. I gravitated towards Peyton Manning just because I, I kind of like started to understand football. And I was like, man, why do they think he's so much better than him? Oh, it's because he doesn't do as well in the playoffs. And there's something that hits me. It's like, man, I would hate to be so embarrassed like that. Like, like that guy who chokes like Paul George and the Clippers this time around in the NBA. Like I found myself rooting for Paul George so much, even though I don't care about anything about this team. Perfect. I wanted Kawhi to do better because of people just calling him soft for his low load management. I find like I just want to root for the the quote unquote soy boy soft guy 
and Tom Brady's just like okay. the prototypical ice water, ice cold under pressure, completely cool. The the yeah. model wife. I don't know, like, man. Handsome. It's stupid. I don't know. I don't and know. It's just to like, me, to me, this is this is where this is where I'm like, I cannot man. agree with you. You don't need Fair to. Enough, There's man. nothing even, logical even, about it. Even 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 Peyton Manning, even Peyton Manning, like. So what happens now when Mr. Clutch uh, or Mr. Not Clutch becomes Clutch? Like what what happens then? And then then do you now not like Peyton Manning when he is able to get the job done? Like like well, this no, is what I actually I'm do like. I, I mean, it's more than that. I do like his style of play. I do like his style of play. Like Peyton's, like I love the I love the audibles. I just like the way he ran an offense. It was. Always, and I liked the Colts. That was my first team that I rooted for. So yeah. that that's definitely it. But it's more just like a, it's all, and it's also at the end of the day, it's fun to root against someone that makes it very challenging for you because he always wins, and he crushed my teams. He just like at the end of the day, it's just yeah. like I still have so many memories. Of, I think it's of that more than anything. Getting, yeah, I think it's, it's that more than anything. If if you like, you know, not to put put anything like, you know, you give some decent reasons there, but. Um, you know, it just doesn't like make any logical sense oh, that anyone no would want to cheer on the, the the person who chokes. Like, if anything, mm-hmm. you're cheering on the fact that he could come back from being a choker. That's kind of what for I mean. Which, like, I want that for, redemption for, story. For, I love the redemption story. And what better redemption story is there than Tom fucking oh, Brady? Anyways, God. bro, we gotta we gotta end this yeah. podcast. No, we man. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta get out of here. But yo, man, this has been incredible. Thanks for having me on, man. No, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Like it's been an absolute pleasure. Like again, I've said at the beginning, but like I'm really inspired by what you're doing. And you know, I just can't wait to kind of see you continue on your journey. Uh, I think we touched on that core idea of change and knowing yourself through a myriad of different ways. So I, I hope a lot of people learned something and enjoyed the, the conversation. So I'll end it here. The floor is yours. Tell everybody, you know, how, how they can follow you. What's next with you? What do you have going on? Yeah. Thanks so much, man. This has been great. Um, you can go follow me on Instagram at Deepak Brands. So Deepak, B-R-A-N-D-S. And my website's deepakbrands.com. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much. It's been great. Yeah, man. Take care and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you everybody for listening. I really appreciate the support. I love doing this and I can't wait to continue doing more of these episodes of QLC TV moving forward. If you want to follow me, support the podcast, please subscribe on all the podcast channels that you use, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. Give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts and give us a review so that we can run up those algorithm numbers and get this podcast moving up the charts. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rowview. So that's R-O-H-V-I-E-W. And shoot me a comment, send me a DM, and feel free to suggest whatever topic you think I should cover, whether it be some political discussion, music, etc. Or if you just wanted to Send me some feedback about something that you think I should improve on or consider changing as it relates to the show. I'm definitely all ears. I wanted to start this podcast to to help myself grow, help myself uh, express myself more efficiently, more concisely, more effectively. So I'm always open to anything that I should improve on, whether it be about how I deliver the show or just to criticize some horrible take that I had.
I'm all ears. And I'd like to extend an open invitation to anybody who's listening right now who would like to join me in a discussion on any topic of your liking. Just shoot me a DM, post a comment, and I would love to do that because I want to connect with you guys who are listening as much as I can and foster a community. So thank you once again for listening. Peace.